Glenn, welcome we back. Can't wait to hear about your weekend. Oh, thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> what does that laugh do? I'm I'm concerned. What does that I, laugh about? Well, I saw something happen on stage at Lady yes. Gaga. I, yes, I, I'm a I was there. I was there. You were when at that one. I was at that one on the stage with her. No. Carrying her around and then falling no. off the stage. That no. was you? I no, it but it like was it. A, no, but it was an amazing, amazing moment. You know, she had every bone in her body x-rayed uh, right after that concert. That was a six-foot fall onto concrete. On the concrete, yeah, too. She, for, they first bounced off the stage and then bounced on the ground. If you've seen the video, it is... It's breathtakingly bad. How close did they fall to you? Because you were right up front. That was kind somewhere. of in the mosh pit, and we were blessedly in the second row right outside of the mosh pit. Okay. Uh, so, uh, but we saw it. I mean, it, it was bad. How, it was bad. Did she have like a long delay? Like, no, it was, I mean, I should tell the story. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it was a fascinating thing, and I, I walked away really confused, Uh by Lady Gaga, what a surprise! <laughs> uh, and then I went to see the next night. We went to see the opposite. I think uh, Donnie and Marie, and I didn't know what to expect from that. And I loved that. I walked away disappointed from Gaga, who I love. Walked into Donnie and Marie, who I thought, okay, well, it's a 1970s flashback. No, it was fantastic. I'm totally confused. I'm totally confused. Lady Gaga and Donnie Maria is a very Glenn Beck weekend. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's a schizophrenic weekend. Uh, more on that coming up. All the news, too. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Hey, everybody, the chaos is getting bigger, and I think that's supposed to be good, isn't it? I have a unique look at all the chaos that is going on around the world coming up in uh, just a little while. Also, um, <clears throat> we have chaos in the White House with impeachment, Mitt Romney. Man, if I had my Just Shut Up t-shirt, I would reveal it right now. Just shut up up uh <laughs> we have the latest on the impeachment latest on donald trump and the incredible story of hillary clinton and tulsi gabbard all in one minute this is the glenbeck program so some people are natural born experimenters i want to talk about uh, david he listens to us in pennsylvania david found himself suffering from regular pain in both his shoulder and his foot and he heard about relief factor he heard about it early on and he decided i'm going to give it a shot this is what you call an early adopter uh now sure enough when he took it the pain went away very shortly and he was satisfied with that now most people aren't david after about a month, he decided to see what would happen if he stopped taking it. He's an early adopter. Boom. The pain came back in his shoulder and his foot. This is, this is something, you know, it's, it's really weird. This happens with people with depression, that they will take their medication, and then they're like, I feel fine, and this medicine's not doing anything. And then they take it, and then they go right back into it. Uh, same thing that is happening with Relief Factor. You want to feel the way you used to feel. Stop taking it. 
Stop taking it. Now, this is not a drug. This doesn't fog you. All this does is reduce inflammation. It was created by doctors and 70% of the people who take it uh, find the relief they're looking for in the first three weeks. It costs nineteen ninety five to start with their thir- three-week quick stri- start trial. If it doesn't work in three weeks, don't take any more. But I'm telling you, 70% of the people it works for, it did for David, and it does for me. If you want drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Yes. Well, hello, Stu. Mr. Beck. How are you? Very well. I'm very Mm. interested in your weekend. (laughs) Were you? You're the one. No. No, I think there's a lot of people. Uh, that are interested in the weekend. After seeing some of the footage, and we have to get to this, of you on stage at the Lady Gaga concert. That was not me. That was, that was We have to me. get into that. It was not me. Uh, I was there. She had every bone in her body x-rayed uh, right after that concert. Every bone in her body. <laughs> she has fibromyalgia really bad. They ice her all the time just to get her out of pain. You would not know it. And especially after that fall, holy cow, I don't know how she did it. It was a, you know, when you like land on your tailbone, just, Uh, you know, after just falling, just walking and you fall on your tailbone. She was, she was up. Somebody had grabbed her, lifted her up. They fell on their tailbone on the stage and bounced off and then fell another Uh, six feet onto concrete. It was uh, it was bad. It was a spectacular collapse. It did not approach the Philadelphia Eagles last night or (laughs) spectacular collapse uh, or uh, Hillary Clinton in the Democratic Party. You know, there are things like that fall, uh, the Eagles losing or politics that make you wish you were sucked up in the tornado here in Dallas last night. Uh, but you weren't. We're here. We survived. We'll tell you about all of these things coming up. The Hillary Clinton thing, she's insane. You know, you want to talk about conspiracy theories. First of all, she's the one that started the Barack Obama uh, conspiracy theory about the birth certificate. Yeah, her it, campaign. Mm-hmm. It was her campaign. They outlined the strategy and campaign memos. She first was the first one to start the vast right-wing conspiracy. This woman is a conspiracy nut job. Now she a, a multiple decade record of conspiracy theorizing oh yeah. and, and never all, and all just to cover up how many people they killed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the most credible <laughs> argument to make that point, but I like it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, so uh, the latest conspiracy now is that that Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian spy. We have Hillary outlining this theory. Would all you right. like to hear it? Yes, here, here it she is. is from this some uh, some podcast. I think it's David Plouffe's podcast. They're also going to do third party again. And I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic <laughs> primary and are grooming her to be the third party candidate. She's the favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her mm-hmm. so far. And unbelievable. That's assuming Jill Stein will give it up, which she might not because she's also a Russian uh, asset. Yeah, Yeah, she's a Russian asset. I mean, totally. And so they know they can't win without a third party candidate. Mm. And so I don't know who it's going to be, but I will guarantee you they'll have a vigorous third party challenge in the key states that they most need it. This is the most incredible conspiracy I have heard. 
Okay. First of all, let me just let me just state this before we go into the actual conspiracy. Let me just say this. Who is the most likely benefactor of a third-party candidate who people perceive as a moderate Democrat? Who's the most likely uh, benefactor of that? A perceived moderate Democrat uh, in today's climate a perceived monet- uh, 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 moderate from the Democratic Party. I mean, it partially matters who the Democrats run. Right? Let's if say it's Elizabeth Warren. It's Elizabeth Warren. And Tulsi Gabbard comes in as a third party. Who who has more to lose? Well, I've seen more passion, honestly, for Tulsi Gabbard on the right than I have Correct. the left. Correct. So if you want, now listen, I'm telling you right now, Elizabeth Warren is Woodrow Wilson. It's like he just came back from the dead and like, oh, somebody take off my top hat and put me on stage. It's she's Woodrow Wilson. And he was a guy who was nearly dead when he was in office. <laughs> yes, he is. So. Yes. OK, so um, how did he win? He was uh, he was put into office because of a third party candidate. And that third party candidate was a progressive Going against the Republican. So he was the crazy radical. He was Elizabeth Warren. Teddy Roosevelt is Tulsi Gabbard. Teddy Roosevelt was known as, you know, a war hero, uh, you know, a, a tough guy, somebody who had common sense and some grit. But his policies were more radical in the uh in the uh, uh you know in the run up than Woodrow Wilson Woodrow Wilson was not the radical in that race he hit a lot of of what he was trying to do uh behind you know rhetoric and and, such, and real correct. lying as well correct yeah absolute out and, and out lying and you see this with Elizabeth Warren as yeah. well there's certainly a parallel right. so if you want Woodrow Wilson, you have to have a third-party spoiler, one that will peel votes away from Donald Trump. Now, diehard Donald Trump are not going to Tulsi Gabbard, but people who are just Democrats who are like, I just want some common-sense Democratic candidates, please. I'm not for socialism. I want somebody who loves the country. That's Tulsi Gabbard in their mind. And if they voted for Donald Trump, what is... What are they trying to do? You'll see this rhetoric. If you if you read the uh, press, you'll see this rhetoric. People are getting tired of having to defend Donald Trump. He's an agent of chaos. It's this is he's causing most of this chaos, not other people. Okay, and partially true. And so if you're somebody who was in the middle and you 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 voted for Donald Trump, but you didn't really want to vote for Donald Trump. And then you, you got into office and you're like, oh, I like some of his policies, but he's just, you know, tweeting at three o'clock in the morning. And that's just <laughs> too much for me. I can't take all of this anymore. And someone who appears to love the country and appears to be common sense, they will peel it off. So the third party, Hillary. If it's Tulsi Gabbard, does not hurt 
the Democrat, it hurts the Republican. Mm. So I don't think this is a Russian plot as much as it would be a Democratic plot. <laughs> and I don't think it's a plot. Right. She just happens to be a candidate that disagrees on some of these yes. things. And, yes. you know, uh, that, that does make sense. I mean, look, the, the, the last election turned on people who wound up, you know, known as Obama Trump voters. They voted for Obama and then switched to Trump in 2016. Uh-huh. And those people are the types of people that Tulsi Gabbard would probably appeal Correct. to. Correct. So, you know, that does not mean that, that it would... First of all, we should point out, this is just a conspiracy theory from Hillary Clinton. Yeah, this is, she's, she has no evidence to support yeah, Tulsi this. Tulsi Gabbard said she's not running. She's, she already, won't do she's it. already ruled it out. Yeah. Uh, and so there's no reason to believe that this is happening. But if it were to happen, it wouldn't even be a good conspiracy theory. No. Uh, it's actually something that could endanger Donald <laughs> Trump's reelection. Correct. We should also point out that we can't just brush over the fact that she outlaid another conspiracy theory in there saying that Jill Stein is a Russian asset. What evidence do we have of that other than the fact that she she ran as a Green Party candidate? There's, but that's not look, a, you know, and saying somebody's a Russian asset. Could we just talk about this here for a second? What is Russia? What is their goal? What is their goal? I mean, chaos. Yes. Yeah. They want to destroy the United States of America. They do not want us to be a leading superpower anymore. So they don't care. They just want chaos. They want distrust. They want hatred between people and between yeah. parties. We are, we're looking at, well, they're a Russian asset. Anyone who they can pit against one another, anyone that they can use they will use. It doesn't mean that you're with Russia or you're working for Russia. Russia can work for anyone that will cause chaos. Support them. Support them. Uh, but it might be found out. Good. It'll cause even more chaos. That's all this is. Yeah. And Hillary is playing right into their hands. You know what? Hillary Clinton is a Russian asset. That's she's why. an asset. That's, she's doing it because Russia told her to do it. That's what happened. How crazy is that? I, I mean, it's an, it's. I will say she's getting the 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 shine is gone from Hillary Clinton at this point, even among Democrats. And she is getting from the media. She's getting it from Democrats. I mean, she. This is not being received well. I'm telling you, she's so crazy that if if Joe Biden collapses, she thinks she's going to go in and she'll take it. Really? I really believe she's. She has totally lost touch with reality. Look at what she's been saying lately. Yeah. She doesn't have any idea what reality is anymore. She really believes that this was taken from her. She has convinced herself that this was a massive plot and that the people are screaming for her. After we had to sit through time after time after time in 2016 where they lectured us about how Donald Trump, if he loses, he's going to say it wasn't fair, and it's going to... This is an attack on our democracy. This is an attack. Now she's saying she lost because of Russian agents in the election. I mean, I guess we should have picked it up when she said vast right-wing conspiracy, but the woman is just a conspiracy theorist. And they just basically ran the Democrat Alex Jones in 2016, and I expected none of us to notice. Yeah. I mean, it really is amazing. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's incredible. So here, do we have the audio of Tulsi Gabbard? Yeah, coming out. This is really a great response. Listen to Tulsi Gabbard and how, what she said. I am not afraid to openly express my love for our country. 
But if they can falsely portray me as a traitor, then they can do it to anyone. And in fact, that's exactly the message that they want to get across to you. That if you stand up against Hillary and the party power brokers, if you stand up to the rich and powerful elite and the war machine, they will destroy you and discredit your message. But here is the truth. They will not intimidate us. They will not silence us. We are not here just to protest their corruption. I am running for president to take the Democratic Party and our country back from the corrupt elite. Tell me that doesn't resonate with a ton of Democrats. Now, they all want to beat Donald Trump, but there is a, a I think there's a lot of people that think if it's Elizabeth Warren, she's crazy. And if it's just between her and Donald Trump, I probably vote for Trump, but I won't tell anybody. But if I have somebody who's got the message of I want my party back, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not talking about the diehard diehards. I'm talking about the people who generally who voted for Donald Trump last time who are Democrat. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of those. A lot of those. And that's why Hillary lost. Because she lost those swing votes that usually vote Democrat. All right. Big time advocate of uh, privacy. And uh, we talk about privacy a lot on this program. Wait until you hear the latest from Silicon Valley today. Holy cow. I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. They have a team of video verification experts. Now, what does that mean? They they have a camera now that they can put, you know, looking at your front door, your back door, wherever, and it will um, it will send video of somebody trying to break into your house, and it's HD video, and that when they have that video and they can verify, yep, there is somebody just trying to break into the back door of the house. They call 911 with that video verification, and the response time goes from 45 minutes to 7 minutes. Now, because I'm a security freak, I don't like cameras in my house. I don't want cameras in my house. But this is simply safe. They, they are exactly like you. When the, uh, when the founder actually started working on the camera, he wanted to put it in his house to try it out. And he was like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable with a camera in my house. And so they made sure that it has a, uh, a cap that comes down and locks in over the lens. And it makes that sound so you know when that camera has been activated. So you know what's being... Nobody's watching you. These people care about your security and beyond somebody breaking into your house. They care about the security of, of what you care about. It's simply safe. It is unparalleled, state-of-the-art equipment. You own it, and the monitoring is only $15 a month. Get the free camera now, $100 values, 24-7 eyes on, front door, back door. Make sure they have video verification, simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. We pause for 10 seconds, station ID. Oh, okay. Did you see MSNBC? No, I can assure you the answer to that one is no, whatever you're going to say next. I love the way that was just an immediate response. No. Um, MSNBC, they had a panel on that after uh, Tulsi Gabbard said this, 
They actually said, did you notice what she didn't do? No. She didn't deny that she was a Russian asset. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. And then they all laughed about it and said, oh, my gosh, you're right. She didn't. Wouldn't that be the first thing you would say? The world has gone insane. I mean, because you do that and you're you're giving credence to the theory yes. right, by acknowledging it at all. Pete Buttigieg would not answer a yes or no question. Is she a Russian asset? He wouldn't answer the question. I just don't even understand it. I mean, you know, the Tulsi and Hillary thing goes back a ways because she was the first uh, DNC co-chair to bail on her and uh, endorse Bernie Sanders in 2016. Mm -hmm. And she was one among the first as well to say, you know, they got their finger on the scale here. But they did. Which they did. But at the time, it wasn't known. She was really Mm -hmm. one of the first people who came out and said, this is happening. It's a real problem. And, you know, I'm, I'm going with Bernie. And she hates Tulsi for this. You know, she, she, you know, if you look at it from a human perspective and not a political perspective, Hillary Clinton is, in her mind, and, and everyone she's you know, aligned with in thought, is a part of the worst failure in the history of their movement, right? Mm-hmm. Losing to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And as a human being, you see her constant struggle to find any way to explain that other than her just being terrible. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if it comes down to I'm just so disliked by the country and my ideas don't connect. If I'm so bad at this job I've been groomed my entire life to do, that this whole thing falls on me being a failure. And as a human being, it's hard to embrace that as your lifelong theory. I just suck really bad, and that's why I let the nation down well, in she their can't, eyes. She can't admit to herself that she's corrupt. No. Nope. And that's one of the reasons everybody knew the Clinton Foundation. Come on. What? Really? You're not selling <laughs> access? Because it sure looks like you're selling access. And oddly, those, those campaign donations, or the, uh, the Clinton Foundation donations, have dried up yeah, since she stopped running for president. Just stopped, so didn't weird. They? It's weird. Yeah. So she couldn't admit that she's corrupt, and she can't admit that she's just wholly disliked. Because what does that say about you? Yeah, how do you say that about yourself? Right. So it's much easier to say, well, Tulsi Gabbard and Jill Stein, they're Russian agents, and they stole this, and they took that, and this was unfair, and James Comey did this, and, and all of that. You know, every part of that has is part of the giant story of a very complicated election, right? They came down to, you know, 40,000 people in three states voting one way instead of the other. Like, I mean, it... it I. I have no sympathy for Hillary Clinton, but you can see how this would be a torturous thing if you were in her position. But it does not explain or excuse her behavior. I mean, coming out and accusing a person serving in the military who served honorably, who left the campaign to serve our military, accusing her of being a Russian agent is not acceptable. It's, it's, it's insane. It's an insane conspiracy theory. And, you know, at least she's getting a little heat for it. Well, she's only getting a little heat for it because the media knows she has no chance. They're done with her. Yeah, they're done with her. All right. Real life gunfights and robberies are not like they are in the movie. In real life, 80 percent of shots fired in self-defense will miss their targets, even when fired by a trained gun handler. Over 60 percent of the time, assault victims, uh, they're violently ambushed. And the average attack only lasts. How long do you think the average attack on somebody lasts? Average attack. This is phenomenal. Mm, I don't know. Three seconds. Oh, wow. Three seconds. So what does this tell you? 
Better be ready. Assuming you're not John Wick, <laughs> it says you have to have a concrete self, uh, self-defense plan in place. You have to practice. That's where the USCCA comes in. You get instant access to industry-leading self-defense education, training, and legal protection. Thousands of hours of life-saving resources from the USCCA's award-winning self-defense team right at your fingertips. And... They're giving you a chance to win up to 17 guns for free every day this month. Just text the word Glenn to the number 87222 and claim your free entries to win. 100% secure. It's Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, to the number 87222. You can find out rules and information at protectanddefend.com. Standard message and data rates apply. We have more on the impeachment, what's actually happening. Go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn all this week and then a big special next week. Save 10 bucks. (laughs) This is the Glenn Beck program. Our very own Russian asset, Pat Gray, mm. is uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, in the house. Hello, hello, Pat. How are you? I'm really good. I'm practically perfect. Are you really? Oh yeah, practically perfect. Practically That's perfect. Great. That's great. Uh, you know, if Tulsi Gabbard with one percent support is a Russian asset, she's a pretty crappy <laughs> one, isn't she? I mean, if you're a Russian asset, you should be doing a little better than one percent. And then, and then for Hillary to bring up Jill Stein with 0.1% support, these are bad assets. But I wonder if it's, is this just to distract us from the actual Russian assets, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you know, I, they you be know, the assets? Okay, so did you hear my theory about how this actually works to harm Donald Trump? This this yeah. this is exactly the rerun yeah. that happened that b- b- brought Woodrow Wilson into office. Right, you had a third party mm-hmm. took enough away from the uh, Republican to be able to have Woodrow Wilson slip right between them, and that would be. I mean, again, Elizabeth Warren is Woodrow Wilson. So yeah, she came from uh, teaching. Yeah. Oh, she's a massive she's progressive. Super progressive. She wants. She, she might even be more progressive than Wilson was. No, I don't think that's. Possible. You don't think so? No, I it's really. Pretty, I mean, don't it's pretty that. close. No, she is cut from exactly the same cloth. Yeah, exactly the same cloth. So, um, you know, for mm. for a Russian asset, the Russian asset would want Donald Trump to lose. He was great. Think of this. Just let's just think as the. Let's think as Russians here for just a moment. Who. Last time you wanted, and they stated this, uh, the uh, the political uh, undertow, if you will, in Russia was we want Donald Trump because he will cause chaos in America. Yeah, that's the theory, I guess. So you wanted chaos. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. So now they, if this is true, they want another Russian asset. To cause chaos. And I think, think of the chaos here. I think that Elizabeth Warren, if Tulsi Gabbard, and she's not going to do this, but if Tulsi Gabbard were a Russian asset and she was going to run as a third party, not going to happen. But if it did, it would hurt Donald Trump. What would Donald Trump do? Donald Trump would leave and he'd say it was the crooked press 
that did this to me. Mm-hmm. He'd start his own television network, which yes. would destroy media even more. The people who like Donald Trump would see this as a as a coup almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Elizabeth Warren, who would not have the majority support uh, in a three-way election, she would be the president, and she would be taking us mm-hmm. down the road of absolute economic chaos. And we'd be a lot worse off than we even are now. Yeah, a lot worse. I mean, so much more divided at each other's throats. Yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah, that would cause I chaos. have to find this because I, I don't think I shared this with you guys. I saw a study and it was done by the left. And it was a study on the things that are most likely to cause civil war in America. And the number one asset was or the number one thing was taking people's guns, taking people's guns. Now, mm. if you have an academic study funded by the left showing that that is the one thing that would split us into civil war. Why would you be saying that on the campaign trail? Why would you be endorsing those kinds of policies? Because you want chaos. You want chaos. You want yeah. I mean, the uh, the competing analysis of that is that Beto is just desperate and will say anything and doesn't care about anything. Yeah, other but than you notice they're not, really, they're not really fighting against him. No, because no, everybody's kind of on board with it. Right. In some They're way or another. Okay they'll, they'll give them the typical, look, I don't think we can get that done. But what we can get done is this, this, and this. And then eventually, yeah. you know, maybe. Yeah, that, can... That's not politically. We can't, we can't yeah. go and take. But that, that, that's, that's saying, I agree, but we can't go that far yet. Right. right. That's what that's saying. Well, people who have guns know that. You get Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren in, and she starts passing serious gun control. If there's even a hint of coming and taking the guns, I told you. Did we try to get that uh, old guy on from where was that? Vermont. We tried to get uh, three remember? old guys from New Hampshire, no, but we didn't New get Ham- any from Vermont. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Uh, the guy, the old guy from uh, where they took his guns. Where they took his guns. Yeah, from Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, yeah. Here's the guy who was in Martha's Vineyard. He worked for the police department for, what was it, 50, 50 six or decades, six, six decades? Six yeah. decades. Um, he was a school crossing guard. This is unbelievable. And he, lo- he saw the guy who was supposed to be doing security for the school leave his post and go have coffee. And so when he left his post, he was sitting in a diner after the kids, after he'd finished his job. He was talking to a friend and said, somebody's going to come and shoot this school up. This guy is irresponsible. Shouldn't be leaving his post. Shouldn't leaving be... the kids vulnerable to that is right. what he was saying. Mm-hmm. So a, a waitress overhears this, takes it as a threat, calls the police. The police go to this guy's house, take his guns away that he's had since the Korean War. With no charges. No charges. No charge. Whatsoever. And he doesn't get him back. How? How? Now, he got his position back because originally... He supposedly was fired. Yeah, he was. And then they gave him back his crossing guard job. But, but not they his guns. didn't give him back his guns. No. They're still going to sell his guns. That is 
unbelievable. It's, How can that happen? Has to be unconstitutional. It is. And he obviously, be that, he should be taking that all the way to he the should. Supreme Court. Yeah, I mean, look, he's in his what, eight, 80s, is it? Yeah, yeah, I think he's 84. Or he something. may be in that position where he's just like, I don't like. I'm living Probably. in Martha's Vineyard. Like, I don't want too deal. much of a hassle. Yeah. But I mean, I hopefully he does. Hopefully he does fight it because this is this can't be allowed. It's crazy. And the fact that they let him have the crossing guard job back shows that they don't believe he did anything it, it wrong. It wasn't a threat. He's an 84 year old yeah. guy. He's Obviously. not a threat. Uh, you know, so you do that. You do that to a few regular people with a president who is saying we're going to crack down on guns. You have real trouble. And we have that uh, montage that we played a couple times last week of what the Democrats sounded like just a few years ago on the guns. On the guns. Yeah. Play, and, can we play that again, yeah. please? This is so. So what we did is we took everything that when we were saying they they they, they want to take away your guns. They were saying, that's NRA nonsense. Conspiracy talk. Right. And Mm -hmm. we're like, no, this is just the next step. Oh, that's outrageous that you would say that. Well, now they are saying those things. And they sound incredibly um, hypocritical or silly. Here it is. Oh, we don't have it yet. It was in last week's file, so we may not be able to. We might, be, might not be able to play it. Uh, by the way, here's Beto claiming. Let me give you another story as we're looking for that. Here's Beto claiming religious organizations receiving tax benefits from the federal government should be required to follow the law mm. when it comes to discriminating against gay and transgender people. Backtracking on his claim earlier this month that religious organizations should be taxed if they didn't perform gay marriage. He said that churches and other religious nonprofits should maintain their tax-exempt status, but they should be legally obligated to not discriminate against gay and transgendered people. Now, they course, must follow the laws. That is, in their, when it's their definition of what that means, which could be everything up to reading certain scriptures, could be everything up to an opinion being used i mean their idea of what discrimination is is anything they don't like Mm -hmm. so you know of course it's just it's just a tool to be able to go fight against any church they feel like is the enemy so what you're saying is almost what tulsi gabbard said if they can do this to this group or this person what's going to stop them from doing it to you and that's exactly the message they want to send you yes it is Mm -hmm. and also that's the first amendment they're they're that's under fire the second amendment that's certainly under fire I, I, I haven't seen them quarter soldiers in people's homes <laughs> I yet. Could so make the, a strong think, case. <laughs> but uh, you're talking about the the internet. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, electronically, you're probably right. Yeah, they uh, third are. Amendment. The NSA is quartering soldiers in your house. They're just not physical. Due process is going away. Going away. You're talking about the Fourth and Fifth Amendments. I mean, they might as well just set fire. They might strike a match and just set fire to the Constitution because that's essentially what they're doing. Here is the uh, audio of of the. Uh, the flip-flop, if you will, massive constitutional flip-flop from the Democrats. No one's going to come and take my gun. No one's going to take anyone's gun. Are you suggesting that the notion that notion uh, we are creating a plot to take everybody's guns yes. away so that we can impose martial but, law but there's certainly is a, lot of a conspiracy? Yes, there's, that is a conspiracy. They want to mm. create the fear that the government is actually going to come after guns because that helps sell more guns, and it has across the country. This is why the NRA puts up videos that try to scare Americans. They go to emotions. They go to fear. Wow. You know, uh, people want to take away your guns. Amazing. Nobody wants to take away people's guns. So there is no ban huh. on guns. 
No one's banning a gun. No uh, one's you're talking about a gun, gun so, ban uh, now. A lot of conservatives say, oh, these uh, libs, they want to get rid of all the guns. Please, please do not, you know, if some of you, you know, are watching certain television stations Mine. or listening to certain radio programs, Mine. Please, please do not believe this notion that somehow I'm out to take everybody's guns away. And <laughs> I'm not here to repeal the Second Amendment. I'm not here to take away your guns. Now, if you own an AR-15, keep it. Continue to oh, use it responsibly. <laughs> Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. Wow. Wow. So to, to, to gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. We should Bingo. have a law that bans these weapons, and we should have a reasonable period in which people can turn in these weapons. They're going to say if you give them bump stock, it's going to be a slippery slope. I certainly hope so. Congress is not oh my gosh. to act. None on this. I think there's no compromise. This is one we have to just push, and push, and push, and push. Don't know what the motivation is. Do not yet know the firearms that were used or how they acquired them. But we do know this is f***ed up. Wow. They're incredible. not coming for your guns, though. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> it's conspiracy. So I want to I want to tie a... In fact, if Pat, if you have time, I wouldn't mind you staying for this. Because um, I'd like to hear your your view on it. I'd like to tie... What I've been saying is coming. Uh, since we did a broadcast, I remember doing this broadcast in Radio City Music Hall when we were doing, when we had our studios in Radio City. And it's all here right now. It's all here. And I want to explain why all of this is happening. And it's, um, it will take you to an unexpected place, but I think it all makes sense. And I'd love to have you guys chime in and tell me mm-hmm. where you think I'm wrong, because I'd love to be wrong. But it's all falling into place. And we'll do that after the uh, top of the hour. Stand by. Oh, okay. All right. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, Norton Security. <clears throat> One of the founders of this nation understood what uh, privacy really was, and it had to be one of the fundamental uh, rights afforded to the people. And it must be kept sacred and not infringed. Privacy. But we live in an age where the concept of privacy has gone like the dinosaur, and it's only going to get worse. George Orwell once envisioned the world where you'd have no privacy. But let me tell you something. We're way beyond what George Orwell thought of. You've heard me talk about Norton Secure VPN and the benefits that come with it, securing your Wi-Fi connection to help protect your online privacy. Right now, Norton has introduced something new. It's Norton 360. And with Norton 360, you get the VPN I've been talking about, plus real-time security for your devices and a password manager to securely manage all of your logins and your passwords and a ton more. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety. Get up to 50% off your first year with your annual subscription to Norton.com slash Beck. Go there now. Norton.com slash Beck. Up to 50% off now. Norton.com slash Beck. You're listening to Glenn Beck.
Welcome to the uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Um, back from a few days with my wife, we are getting ready to celebrate our twentieth anniversary, and it seems like just yesterday to me. Seems like twenty five years to my wife for my <laughs> wife, but um, uh, we took the uh, weekend away uh, and we went to Vegas and we saw. I mean, it was a schizophrenic weekend. We saw Donnie Marie Osmond. Mm. Uh, they only have 11 shows left. No, 17 shows left. They've done 11 years. Number one show in Vegas for 11 years. It is, uh, I mean, I, I went not knowing what to expect. You know, I like Donnie and Marie, but I'm not like a fan of, mm-hmm. you know, I was a fan when I was a kid and didn't know what to expect. It was tremendous. Three standing ovations really? in the show. No it way. was, yes, it was amazing. You realize when you see them, you're like, Oh, wow, they are really talented. Yeah. Um, so we saw that. And then I went to see uh, Gaga and actually saw Lady Gaga on Thursday. And that's why we went. Um, and uh, and I've been a fan of Lady Gaga's for a long time. Uh, kind of disappointed in the show, not because of her, but because of the production value of the show. I thought it was bizarre. It was just bizarre. Uh, and a little foul. I mean, like, really foul. Um, but, uh, at one point, like in suggestive or no language, she was, I mean, it was, it's a longer story. Mm. Um, but, um, but, uh, anyway, so at one point in a very real section of the show, she picks up this envelope that was thrown up on stage and she starts to read it. And I think she's a little taken back by the story. Uh, this guy had come from England. He had flown in for the show. He, she's in the letter. He said, you saved my life. I have confidence now and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, John. And he said, can I just come up and give you a hug? And she said, where's John? And uh, he raised his hand. And so she said, come up, come up here, come up on stage. And uh, he comes up on stage. He picks her up. It was a nightmare from the beginning. He picks her up and then he starts jumping up and down on this little teeny round stage she grabs, she wraps her legs around him um, and just like kind of goes with it. Well, he steps off the edge of the stage. They hit the stage on their tailbones and then they fall another six feet on oh, the concrete. Man. She had every bone in her body x rayed over the weekend. She's fine, You're but it was amazing. Glass. So uh, I'm going to make a case that um, what I what I talked about, and I remember distinctly, I was in our studios at Radio City Music Hall um, in New York City. This is years ago, maybe 14 years, 15 years ago, and um, I I made this prediction, and it felt crazy at the time, and I uh, I think it's happening right now. I think. I think right now we are seeing it and you can make the case for it. Uh, And so I asked Stu to stay in with Pat uh, and and hear this out because I'd like them to pull it apart if they can because it's not a happy prediction. (laughs) Um, But it seems it seems right to me. Have you ever made a happy prediction? (laughs) I... That's like a contradiction in terms. Glenn Beck prediction 
and nope. happy don't seem to go together. I, I, I wanted to really think. No, I can't think of a single one. No, not a single, single one. Yeah, we'll all be dead someday. How's that one? Nah, I'm very happy. Yay! Yay! So AOC has endorsed Bernie Sanders and Queens came out like crazy over the weekend. The biggest rally, they're saying, of the campaign so far uh, with Bernie Sanders in New York, which all kind of goes to something that I talked about years ago when we were in Radio City Music Hall. And, uh, and I remember looking at the news going, this doesn't make sense unless... This is what you're trying to do. And I think I can really make the case that, yep, it looks like that's what's happening now. And I want to make that case to you in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So it's uh, looking like uh, Nancy Pelosi um, is 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 not going to hold the impeachment hearing or is she? Because I'm hearing two things. I'm hearing she's like, no, we're not going to do the vote for the impeachment hearing. And then I'm hearing another group say, oh, it's it's happening before Christmas. Which is it? Amazingly, Adam Schiff uh, and Nancy Pelosi uh, are in the Middle East uh, today. They're trying to they're trying to help with the Syria thing. Oh, and what good helpers they are. We found out from ABC News that Turkish forces were apparently invading a gun range in Kentucky and labeling it uh, as the Turkish forces in Syria, which is it was weird, weird. Here's the thing. The, the deep state, and by that, I mean those people who think they know better than you and elections. They are in bed with the mainstream media. They are absolutely the same people. And they have to stick together. And they're counting on us not sticking together. And we have to. Now, here's one way that you can actually help our cause while saving money. There are some things that you just can't get away from. Some things you're like, I don't want to support the NBA because what they just did on China, blah, blah, blah. Well, you're going to because if you like basketball, they're the only choice. But if it comes to phone service, that's not the only choice. You have uh, PatriotMobile.com. I want you to go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck and switch your phone service. They make it incredibly easy to switch. You're going to save a lot of money. These people are not giving, like, what is it, Verizon and AT&T? They're giving to La Raza. They're giving to Planned Parenthood. It is crazy what they're taking your money and doing with it. Don't. Don't give them any more money. You have a choice. It's PatriotMobile.com. Go there now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. All right. So I, I, I wasn't planning on talking to you about this today, but I... I I, I was a little overwhelmed um, a little earlier uh, on what is what's happening. And I, I, I asked Pat to stay in the studio here for a second um, and and talk me out of this with with you, Stu. 
Let me just give you some of the some of the headlines today. Uh, Hong Kong descends into chaos again as protesters defy the ban. NBA arenas prepare for protests. Hundreds of thousands take over the streets in Lebanon. New clashes in Chile. Uh, We are at war. The political risks grow in Latin America. Just giving you the headlines. Um, Scientists fuse brains with AI implants to give people superhuman intelligence. Uh, Let's see. Um, Mulvaney faced ouster threat before impeachment crisis. Allies craft list of potential replacements. President in key stretch of fragile state. Insult comic act of president becomes dangerous. Second four years could be even crazier. Um, Democrats are cashing in on uh, struggle. Uh, I mean, it just goes on and on. Romney may vote to remove Trump. Alienated Republicans influenced by G7 reversal. Goes on and on and on. Bad. And it's global. Those don't include the economic headlines that are important. The economic headlines, the Fed has gone back in again for a second round of this thing that no financial expert can even explain. Never happened before. We don't know why the banks are needing these bailouts. They've they've been having bailouts in the hundreds of trillions of dollars, and we're back at it again, printing money. Why? No one knows. Okay. When I was back in Radio City Music Hall, I talked about two things on a show. One, how the progressive elites... Uh, they were actually the Fabian socialists in in England, how they were all for and really plotted World War One. And the reason why they plotted it was because they wanted a new world order. They wanted to take down the old rule, change the borders, change the financial system and have a new world order. This is basically the first stab at a European Union and a first stab at a United Nations. Okay. So what did they do? Well, they had to have war to change this and to change currencies. You have to have a war and it has to be so bad that in the end, everything changes and no one cares. They just want it to end. They want the pain and the suffering to end. And so they don't care really what the borders look like. They don't care that they've changed currencies or changed traditions. They want it to end. Well, we saw that with World War I. And we saw that the world was not the same. We became the leader where England was the leader. We sank. We insisted that the greatest navy on earth sink her ships to play in this new world order. And that was England. We insisted that they leave their alliance with Japan and start one with us, which led to Pearl Harbor. All of the borders that they changed, they imposed them on Germany in such a painful way that they planted all the seeds for World War II. After World War II... They finally got their new world order in the United Nations and the EU started to spring to life. Now that is collapsing. 
the economic stability that they built is collapsing. And they are eyeing now a borderless world. They want a borderless world because it's good for them with trade. If they don't have to worry about all these governments, it's good for trade. And if we could just have one world currency, if we could collapse all at the same time, maybe we don't owe money to each other. Maybe it can be so bad we can just restart and everybody loses everything, but we're going to just restart. It sounds crazy. But I said, if you want to bring down the world, you have to bring down America and you have to bring her currency and her situation. You have to bring it into instability and bring it down to the level of everyone else. Then that fall can happen and they all fall together. It sounded crazy. But let me ask you a couple of things. What you need is failing economies and you need global crisis. Now, they've been trying this, the global crisis, to get a new economy. They've been trying to do it the green way. But the green way is not working. Nobody's going to go there. Nobody's going to go there because it doesn't make any sense to spend that kind of money without real uh, proof that anything is going to change, that it's going to ha- help at all. So they've been trying to make green their new red. But instead, what we have is a group of countries that are not listening to the people. And so you have chaos now in Hong Kong, in China, in Taiwan, in Germany, in Venezuela, Argentina, Spain, Chile, Russia, Syria, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, and Brexit this week. Now, if everybody in the EU knew that Brexit was going to cause the problems that they say it's going to cause, you would think that the EU might blink at the last minute, unless they know this isn't going to work and they need to start from scratch and cause chaos. You also have to have everybody printing and spending like drunken sailors. You have to jack everyone's debt up so high that when it falls, everybody falls. You have to devalue currency. This is the plan of World War I. This is happening right now. Now, the Constitution says... To create a more perfect union. Provide for common defense. And to promote domestic tranquility. So if I take an oath of office and I say I will protect and defend the uh, Constitution of the United States. And I will protect it from all. All threats, foreign and domestic. If someone is working against promotion of domestic tranquility, they are an enemy of the American people, and they are an enemy of the Constitution. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have strife. That doesn't mean we don't have arguments. But it does mean, wait a minute, wait a minute, is what you're doing 
adding in a great way to a, a road that takes us to civil war. There was a study that came out three weeks ago, Stu, and the, the number, and it was done by the left. It was not done. It was, you know, an educational, you know, or it's a, a, a study done not by conservatives. And they, they wanted to find what are the two or what, what are the leading causes of civil war? What would trigger a civil war? Now, why would you do that? Why would you want to find that out? see how people are going to be activated if something like this is going to happen what? right what's what could possibly lead to that mm-hmm. so if you are in good intent you can avoid those things right, right? Mm-hmm. if you have bad intent so you can do those things so a major study is done what are the things that could ignite a civil war number one is to create the atmosphere where people believe or you actually take the act to take away people's guns. Number one, cause a civil war in the United States. New survey, new poll. Second, impeach Donald Trump. Now, why is that? They believe impeaching Donald Trump is a, is a fuse to civil war, because we're so close to an election, why would you impeach him when the people should decide? Let the people decide. It's all out there, so let them decide. But also because the press has so discredited itself, and Congress, and the administration, and the judges, and everyone else has so discredited themselves that everything will seem like a coup. I mean, look what Hillary Clinton is saying. She's currently saying she lost because Trump was a a Russia asset and it's happening again. Tulsi Gabbard is a, is a Russian asset. I'm telling you right now, everything is in line. Everything is in line right now for global war. And a reset. There are people, like it or not, that do have tons of power and money that believe they know what's best. And what's best is a reset. And these people just don't know. They just don't. They just won't get out of their way. They're just too stupid. And they will reset us. But the way to do it is through global war. Can you guys tell me where this isn't moving forward in this direction? Can you guys tell me where that doesn't make sense? Where this doesn't follow the pattern of history? It does seem to align well with that pattern for sure. I mean, there, there, you know, there's arguments in that like we have been able to avoid those level of conflicts more frequently than in past centuries. Sure, which but, is encouraging, maybe. But but again, if you have a study out that says the two main fuses for that, yeah, and those two fuses are being led and lit right now by the Democratic candidates. Uh, 
it's not like we've avoided. Yeah, well, we've avoided those things. But these two specific things, current data on what would push us over the edge, and you have the media and the Democratic Party pushing for those two things. Basically, their platform, right? I mean, their yeah. platform yes. is this thing that could cause incredible amounts of chaos. Yes. Pretty, pretty compelling case. Okay, hang on just a second. We'll come back to this in just, just one minute. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, uh, just in town from apartment list, just under half of American renters say they're overwhelmed by their housing costs. Half of the people in America. If it sounds like you, it may be time to make your move because believe it or not, home ownership is affordable or it can be. And I caution you, please be fiscally responsible. But sometimes being fiscally responsible is realizing when it's time to make that next big move. I have a feeling that if what I'm talking about is coming, comes, rentals are going to be hard to get and rentals will continue to go up. Um, You want to own your own house as long as it's something that is very affordable. Now, there's people that can help you figure this out. American Financing. Call them today. In 10 minutes, they can uh, to uh, assess your financial situation. They can pre-qualify you for a loan. They don't have any upfront fees. They have no skin in the game. Just give them a call. Having a house mortgage versus a rent payment can save you a lot of money in the long run, and it can help you build equity faster than you otherwise would. If it turns out that's the right move for you, It could be a win-win. These are the people to call. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Pat. Yeah, I was, as you were uh, outlining uh, your case here, uh, something came to mind, and I, I thought I'd just read you a little paragraph uh, that might reinforce what you're saying. The Cloward Piven strategy is a political strategy mm. outlined in 1966 by American sociologists and political activists Richard Cloward and Francis Fox Piven that called for overloading the U.S. public welf- welfare system in order to precipitate a crisis that would end. Uh, that would lead to a replacement of the welfare system with a socialist system of a guaranteed annual income and thus an end to poverty. Does that not sound like what they're doing on a on a worldwide scale right now with everything you just talked about? That's all set up to overload our system. Okay, so I wasn't going to share this with you either. Um, <laughs> I was going to share this privately with people, but I feel compelled to do so. This is this has just happened uh, in in my faith. I would uh, I would recommend that you take this advice on any faith. Got an email from somebody in the East Coast last night that was at a meeting with uh, some of the leadership of our church. They had a meeting in you know in the Northeast region, and uh, the speakers got up and they spent their whole time saying, "We must pray for our country right now. We must." Call for forgiveness. Mm. Please, Lord, forgive us for what we've done. We must uh, humble ourselves and beg for protection. And the call was apparently to the person that was there. uh, 
extraordinarily urgent. So it wasn't a it wasn't a panic call. It was we are entering a space where only God can save us. And I I believe that to be true. We are a covenant nation. We made covenants. George Washington did. The Pilgrims did. Um, Lincoln did. Lincoln did. And we have violated all of those covenants. And the protection, the hedge of protection that we have always had and always needed is gone because we have fallen so far, so rapidly. Look at our nation. Look at what we're preaching. Look at what we're teaching. Look what we're accepting. Look what we're embracing. It's not part of the covenant. So I would just want to throw in there, uh, (laughs) please, please turn your face toward God. Know that man is not going to be able to fix this. I'm reminded of another thing that I want to share with you. Uh, Billy Graham told me, I said, where's the next Billy Graham? Where's the next uh, Martin Luther King? And he said, there's not going to be one this time because it's going to get so bad. uh, God wants everybody to know it was him. And so it's going to require everybody. And he said, you'll start to see people pop up all over the world that are not huge, They're just steering you in the right direction, and it's going to be based on the individuals. This recovery will come only when individuals say, I've got to turn back to God. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Okay, so identity theft can take place in a lot of ways other than just credit card fraud. Uh, Whenever you hear the words identity uh, theft, you immediately think of your credit card and your wallet, right? But identity theft spans an ever-increasing wide range of ways that cyber criminals can separate you from your money. And this is where LifeLock can help you. LifeLock will detect a wide range of identity threats. For instance, if someone has obtained your social security number and is trying to sell it on the dark web, which happens more often than you would think, LifeLock can detect it. What's more, their U.S.-based restoration specialists will alert you of the problem and then work to fix it. That's amazing customer service. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. Act now, get 10% off your first year with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or visit LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 10% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. Quick reminder that uh, the person who thinks all the things you just heard was in the audience of a Lady Gaga concert this weekend in Las Vegas. Back with more in a second. Welcome to the uh, program. So I want to I want to turn here to Brexit. And I know this sounds boring as snot because most likely you're like me. I don't have any idea what they're doing over there. I don't know how their system works. It seems like a stupid system, uh, but so do the people of England. And and I want to play first of all something 
you know, you think to yourself, yeah, but what does Ringo Starr think about Brexit? I want you to listen to what Ringo Starr says about Brexit. Listen to this. Would you have voted that way? I would you... have voted for Brexit, yeah. I would have voted to get out. But don't tell Bob Geldof. <laughs> Why did you vote that way, Ringo? <laughs> well, because I think, it's, I think it's a great move. I think, you know, to be in control of your own country is a good move. Mm. Hmm. Listen to Crazy that. Crazy idea. Okay. Painful. So, <laughs> really is. Never thought I'd care about what Ringo Starr uh, had to say about really anything except maybe spiders and snakes. We've only got two maybe. Beatles left. He's at yeah, this point I know. half of our commentary. Right. So uh, so he is, uh, he says, I think it's a good move. Listen to this statement. To be in control of your own country. How is that controversial at all? <laughs> How is it that we are having to vote in any Western country on that? I mean, I can understand in China, Hong Kong, I get it. That's what they want. They want to be in control of their own lives and their own country. No, no, no. Okay, that's China. China. <laughs> this is England. This is the West. I think it's a good idea. You know, I would have voted for it. I think it's a good idea to be in control of your own country. Now, here's where it turns dark and ugly. It's supposed to Brexit. They were supposed to vote on it this weekend in Parliament. Uh, they didn't. They, they voted on it, but they voted for an extension. Boris Johnson said no extension. No, it's either no deal or this deal. I've got a better deal. A lot of people don't like it. I honestly haven't taken the time to look into it because not my country. Don't really care. Don't have a voice. But they said either this deal or no deal. But I think it's, what is it, Thursday? We're out. Well, Parliament forced him to write a letter to uh, the EU and ask for more time. They want three-month extension. And Boris Johnson is like, you haven't done it in two or three years. You don't need another three months. You're just trying to n make sure this never happens. No, this deal or no deal, we leave. Because that's what the people said. Um, well, I don't know how this ends. I have no idea. He sent the letter, but he did not sign it. He was legally required to send it. Correct. Then, which is a weird thing, but they basically voted to make to force him to send the letter. So his only, his only, you know, the only thing he could do legally was just not sign it. In right. other words, he's not behind it. He sent it anyway, though. Yeah. I just want you to know this is what Parliament thinks. But he's saying, we're done on Wednesday. You come back and vote or we're done or Thursday and we'll be leaving the EU. Now, that's what's happening. Sky News, which is like their Fox News. The BBC is like their CNN. Sky News is their Fox News. And it's actually owned by Rupert Murdoch. So um, they just had a pop-up channel come on. Now, I want you to really think this one through here. They just put a pop-up news channel. And it's a Brexit-free news channel now before i get into the ramifications of that let me ask you if you could get a news channel that didn't cover the politicians would you watch it 
I would. I don't know how you do news today without covering the politicians because they've made everything about politics. But if you could go and you could just see what was happening in the world, what's happening, you know, in our local areas and in, you know, just the way news used to be. Yeah, I I would watch that. I don't know how you get back there. What they're saying is we're not going to talk about Brexit. If you could watch an American news channel that did not cover anything about Donald Trump and impeachment, would you watch that? I would. I would. But now let's bring it back to Brexit. What does that say? When I saw this story, I thought, wow, that's a good idea. I bet that is big. Because people I talk to over there all say the same thing. We've already voted. I don't care anymore. So what does a the popularity or even the thought that this would be popular, what does it say about the state of their government? It says that the people no longer think they're a part of it, that they no longer have any say in Brexit. They've said their piece. They know what the government is going to do, and that's disregard them, and they're tired of hearing about it. That's saying we are not one with our government. They are not representing us anymore. So I don't care what they do. Because they don't reflect me and I'm tired of listening to them. That is a really bad sign. And I, I contend that's what's happening here, too. I mean, it's a sign of withdrawal, right? I mean, like they, you know... One of the fundamental things this country was founded on is an engaged and informed public, right? These, these, this experiment doesn't work if nobody's paying attention. Well, it doesn't work either if the, if the government doesn't represent the people. Right. Look, do you really think that the Republicans or the Democrats represent the people? I think the Republicans and the Democrats, I mean, as a national party and those people in national, I don't think they even like the average voter. I mean, let's look at the Democrats. The average voter in the middle of the country is pro-life, is pro-Second Amendment, not crazy, you know, on, on, on uh, I've got to stop every abortion. They're just generally pro-life, or at least, you know, up at the top mm-hmm. of the, uh, the list of, oh, you know, maybe third trimester, you know, is oh, definitely yeah. out. The overwhelming majority of people believe second and third trimester abortions should be illegal. Yeah. So they're they're the most reasonable. Do you see the party reflecting them in any shape or form? Those people are ostracized in Congress. Those people are not supported by the National Party. No, you have, you can't. I mean, the only person on stage we've seen in all of these debates that's taken a position other than you can abort every single second of the pregnancy is Tulsi Gabbard. We saw how she was treated this weekend because she said no third term uh, uh, abortions. No third term. Which is, uh, uh, third term abortions are supported by 14% of Americans. 14 this is not a crazy right-wing policy. This is, and not to mention, it's also uh, completely able to be restricted in Roe versus Wade. 
Like uh, Roe versus Wade specifically gives states the rights to be able to stop third-term abortions from occurring. It's crazy. But that's how far they've come. They, right. they will ostracize anyone who questions it at all. So do you think that Mitch McConnell represents the average Republican? You think R- Mitt Romney is the average Republican? Because I don't think so. No, I, I, no, I don't. Right. We know because we just went through it with, with the Tea Party. We elected them to get rid of Obamacare. And what did they do when they had the chance? Nothing. Nothing. Congress had the ability to do it, and the president would have signed it. They did nothing. They don't care. They don't listen to you. They say they're listening to you when they want their votes. We're doing the same thing Brexit is doing. We are disengaging from our political class because we don't believe them, and we shouldn't believe them. But they also don't fear us. This is why they're talking about guns. It really is. Because if you disarm this country, you can't abuse it. And they're already, they're already telling us what we have to say, what we can't say, who can publish, who can't publish. They're, they're already violating the First Amendment. They're going for the Second Amendment, Third Amendment, Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, the Tenth Amendment, Ninth Amendment. I mean, with an exception of, you know, outrageous bail We've pretty much destroyed the uh, Bill of Rights. And the Bill of Rights is what brought us together. What is our unum? What is the thing that allowed the most diverse collection of people in the history of all mankind to come together, to work together, and to build something amazing It was that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and also the First Amendment through the Tenth Amendment. Those were that was the key. It's not the Constitution. It's the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence. That's our unum. They are doing everything they can to destroy that and pit us against each other using that unum saying, no, you don't really have a right to a fair trial you can be judged in the public square and deemed guilty and lose your job and lose your reputation and you have no place to go you absolutely can lose your guns can lose your right to free speech and they're pitting us against each other those who want the bill of rights and those who don't And the people who have always said traditionally they stood for the Bill of Rights was the left. And so there's so many Democrats who still believe, oh, no, 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 it's we're on the right side. They still believe that they are the defender of rights. And I don't understand it because I don't know a single libertarian or constitutionalist that is going to tell you. No, you have to you you have to go to church. You have to go to this church. You have to live this particular lifestyle. There is no right that everyone shares that I would deny anyone. Unless you're a criminal, unless you, you know, rob bank, kill people, then your rights go away. But look at the rights that are being taken from you now. 
And we are doing the same thing that Brexit is. And, and I don't know how it ends. I mean, I don't think anything causes civil war in England. You know, they're like, oh, oh, they went against they went against the people. Let's have some tea. I mean, they're not like America. But then again, neither were the people in Hong Kong. People in Hong Kong were very British as well. And they're in the streets. The people who were like that in in England, they came here and then started doing that stuff here. (laughs) That's right. We have all of their people that were willing to stand up. All right. Welcome to the Starship Enterprise, i.e. your car. These days we have electronically controlled transmissions. We have touchscreen displays. We have dozens of sensors. We have internal AI that can pair us with other devices. It's amazing the device our car is today. But what happens when something breaks down? There's, you know, there's no Scotty. I've got to have more power and more time. Yeah, well, you don't have it. Scotty's not there. You have to bring it into a Scotty. I've got to have more money. Oh, no, really? This is why you have Car Shield. That's why I have Car Shield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands of dollars for covered repair, including the computers, the GPS, the electronics, everything in your car or your truck. You get to choose your plan. You get to choose your favorite mechanic or the dealership to do the work, and they take care of everything else. You don't have to wait for them to pay you so you can pay them. They pay the mechanic directly. They also offer 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. Something on your car is going to break eventually. Why not be prepared with CarShield? Call 800-CAR-6000. Mention the promo code BECK or visit carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 10%. It's carshield.com, promo code BECK, 1-800-CAR-6000. 1-800-CAR-6000, mention promo code BECK. A deductible may apply. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Documents have uh, just been uh, released, not previously reported, part of a case involving a $60 million fraud against the Wakpomney Lake Community Association, affiliate of the uh, Sioux Tribe. Text messages and phone call recordings show participants in the scheme bragging about their access to Joe Biden. Now, Joe is not accused of any wrongdoing here at this point, but participants in a multi-million dollar scheme to defraud an American Indian tribe touted its links to Hunter Biden and his business associate, Devin Archer. Uh, This is centering on a fraudulent $60 million bond offering from this community uh, association. The documents reported for the first time shed light on how associates saw Biden during the period when his father, Joe Biden, served as vice president. Quote, Hunter Biden works for Archer. So we've got top-level politicos with us, all of my guys. This is as top-tier as it gets. So any doubt on why Hunter Biden was part of this in any country or any scam uh, is, is stated right there. We have top-tier politicos. 
and access to them because of Hunter Biden. Uh, also, Lindsey Graham uh, says that he wants to hear from the top prosecutor of Ukraine who investigated uh, Joe Biden's son. Now, this is the guy we have uh, told you about, Victor Shokin. Victor Shokin is the guy that was discredited as being dirty. We can't find anybody telling us what he was dirty on. Uh, He's never been prosecuted, never been charged. They never did an investigation on him. They just fired him. Um, Well, what was he dirty on? Well, he says, uh, I was only fired because of Joe Biden's son, and that's what they told me. And the press is wondering, wow, it's odd. Why would they have him? Why would they want him to come to Washington to testify? I don't know. Sounds like a pretty good idea to me. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I want to talk to you a little bit about realestateagentsitrust.com. Over a thousand active agents strong with another 5,000 who are on a waiting list to join. Um, I'm so happy we finally found a real estate agent that fit our criteria um, in my area. And I think I'm meeting them for the first time today at my house because I want to sell my house. And I've been having not good luck. Uh, so uh, I, I think we have a new real estate agent from realestateagentsitrust.com. If, like me, if we're in an area, you're in an area where we don't have an expert, we won't, uh, we won't, Uh, recommend one to you we want somebody who really knows your neighborhood your area the best agent in the area real estate agents i trust.com real estate agents i trust.com they have to be the best of the best and so when you write to us and say hey i want to buy or sell a house that's that's what you get you get the name and phone number of somebody who is the best and they'll call you within five minutes So there's a lot going on uh, and a lot that is happening in the world of AI. And I have been talking about a Manhattan project that the United States should get into, you know, bed with one of these corporations. And I fight against this so much. But I know if the United States doesn't get AI first, if it goes to China, we're all screwed. Uh, And I don't like the United States being in bed with Google or having AI in the first place, but better us than them, I think. Well, uh, Google has decided to enter a Manhattan Project deal, but not with us, with China. We talk to a Google whistleblower next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, so emergency strike, and you see stories of people that are standing around in long lines. They're arguing and fighting with each other over the empty store shelves. And you don't want to be a part of that chaos. The FEMA food lines aren't any, anything you want after a disaster either. Uh, Mercury One, I hope, is on the scene already in the sites of the disaster here in Dallas. 
Um, we could sure use your help if you want to donate to mercuryone.org. But there are people today that don't have food, don't have shelter here in Dallas. Um, we all need to prepare and make a plan. And that starts with an emergency food supply. If, if you were here in Dallas and you had the emergency food supply, unless your house was sucked up in the tornado, you don't have to worry about it. You have food and it's all, you know, it's all sealed uh, so, I mean, you're going to be hit by a flood and it's still going to be good. Um, and it's really good, nutritious food. Imagine losing everything you have and then thinking, where am I going to stay? How do I even afford eating out with a family every night until I get back on my feet? It's awful. This week, you're going to save $70 on a two-week emergency food kit when you go to the website preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. My Patriot Supply, the food kits last up to 25 years, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, 2,000 calories a day. So whether you're hit by a tornado or a hurricane, whatever happens in your life, you're prepared. Take action and save 70 bucks right now. Go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Zach Voorhees was a Google engineer for almost 10 years before discovering the AI censorship program called Machine Learning Fairness. He blew the whistles uh, and he um, delivered about a thousand pages of internal documents to the DOJ and to the public. He is now trying to raise awareness about Google's intention to meddle in the elections and giving China access to its Manhattan project called Deep Mind. Welcome, Zach Voorhees. How are you? Glenn, thank you very much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Zach, you are um, incredibly brave. Let me just let me start with a kind of a personal question. What goes through your mind the night before you decide to go public against a company like Google? Um, you know, this was a really long time coming. Um, I've been seeing them tiptoe towards this um, this total control of the Internet. So for me, it's a moment of atonement when I can finally go out and warn the public about what's coming down. And they've already been seeing it. So, you know, there's this buildup. And then it comes out and it's a release. And it's actually quite an emotional moment for me to be able to finally do this after years of waiting um, and uh, all the due diligence and collecting this information and making sure that it goes into the right hands. Zach, I have to, first of all, thank you for what you've done. I, I have to tell you, I'm shocked by the American people um, that we that we haven't reacted more strongly against this. The, uh, you know, a brave new world was right, not 1984. Um, we're just been given this drug of information, and it doesn't seem like we we care. Either that or people don't actually believe this is going to turn into something really horrible. Yeah. Um, you know, and the media told us that Google was the best company ever. And when Google went IPO, they said that they were going to do no evil and that they were going to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. And who could go against that? Right. You know, it was right there in their, you know, essentially a constitution 
of what they were going to do. And then after Donald Trump won the election, they threw all that away. And it was shocking to see it. Give me an example of what you saw. So right after Donald Trump won the election, there was a executive meeting, like an all hands that they had that they broadcasted to all the employees so that they could watch. Yeah, I saw part and of it. You saw part of this, yeah. yeah. And it was really bizarre. The CFO broke down in tears. And um, Sergey Brin said that he was personally offended by the election of Donald Trump. But what really surprised me was the CEO, Sundar Pichai, who said that they were going to use their um, AI machine learning in order to combat misinformation online. And the question that I had was, well, who decides what's misinformation? Mm-hmm. And that's what led me down the rabbit hole to discover um, the ways that they were going to use machine learning, uh, machine learning to combat fake news and exactly what they were defining as fake news. Oh, I... Which, Go as ahead. I discovered, were actual real events that had happened. Yeah. It's um it, it's quite amazing what they're doing and um and there's really no way to track. Are there are there more whistleblowers in Google that might come out? Are there more people that felt like you? And if so, what's it going to take for them to come out? Well, let me tell you that there's a person by the name of Kevin Sternecki um, who has a lot of he's got two thousand pages. And he delivered this information to the labor board for state and federal. And the, the thing is, is that this is now under sealed order by the arbitrator. This can't come to the public uh, at this time. But I know that there's 2,000 more pages ready to be disclosed, hopefully sometime in the future. Um, and Kevin has been the target of Google retaliation for giving this information to the National Labor Review Board. Um, What do you think he might have? Well, he specifically told me that he has information related to systematic targeting of the conservatives that were working at Google. And so, yeah, he, he, he gave this to the National Labor Review Board, and when Google found out about this, They ambushed him with HR. They took his laptop. And then they constructed an alternative theory where he was actually maliciously hacking into their system in order to get documents to discover their legal strategy. And so they filed criminal suit against him. And they have um, drained $100,000 of his own money for him defending his legal actions um, with the company. This sounds a little like what uh, Zuckerberg did to the creator of Oculus. Um, tell me, uh, tell me what they're doing um, to affect the election. Right. Well, recently you've probably heard something that happened with Tulsi Gabbard. Yes. Um, I'd like to go into that a little bit. All right, go ahead. Um, so, following a very successful Democratic debate. Tulsi Gabbard had her account, her ad account, deactivated right as people were searching for her. Um, And I know how 
you know, accounts like hers goes down because I've seen it happen to Jordan Peterson. And the way the insiders are able to take down accounts is that there's this longstanding bug within the Google system. And the way that it works is if you have a target address, let's say Jordan Peterson, and you take his email account and you change it and you create a new account with that, and you keep on doing this over and over and over again until there is a collection of spam email addresses. Those spam email addresses then start pushing spam to other people's email accounts. The AI systems will see this spam network and they'll bring it down, but they'll also bring down the original accounts. And so when I was talking to Tulsi Gabbard's attorney, he described me the exact same situation of what I saw with Jordan B. Peterson. So when Google says, oh, we don't know what's happening, you know, uh, must have been a bug or a suspicious activity. Um, what, that, what that says to me is that it was, it was a, a vulnerability that was executed by, you know, a group of insiders. Now, why would it have to be executed point. by insiders? Insiders, because they know this exploit exists. They may not work for the company. It's unknown. But there is a group of insiders with, with knowledge of certain exploits, and they're able to do an attack like this and give Google the pleasure of plausible deniability. Wow. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I want to come back, and I want to ask you because um, – you wrote a a very powerful article um, or were quoted in an article about uh, the Manhattan Project. And this is something I've discussed for a long time. I I think, uh, you know, AGI and ASI is real. Uh, and I think it is beyond uh, our imagination. We're dealing with an alien life form. We don't know what it's going to be, but we do know whoever is controlling it at least at first uh is um is going to uh be leaps and bounds ahead of anybody and i've been talking about i i kind of wish the united states was doing this but i also kind of don't i don't want the government to have it i don't want anybody to have it quite honestly but i know it's inevitable well you've been quoted as talking about a manhattan project that google is doing but they're not doing it with the united states which is terrifying and we'll get into that here in one minute. You know, we've talked about uh, investing in gold and silver uh, because it's a good hedge against inflation and market craziness. Did, did you see, uh, what was it? It was one of the, oh, it's one of the banks from uh, the Netherlands, the central bank, that said last week, uh, the world should start really going into gold because it's a, a reset of currency is coming. <laughs> like, that's a central bank saying that? How come that's not everywhere? Yeah, I haven't seen that anywhere. Yeah, that's a kind of a big thing. Hmm. Um, gold is the reset. It, the world always returns to that. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, and, you know, maybe it won't. But if it does, shouldn't you have some? A lot of people will tell me, yes, but it's too expensive. I can't drop thousands of dollars a month on something like that. Not all investments are large. They don't have to be, especially at first. 
Here's what you can do. Give Goldline a call now at 866-GOLDLINE and ask about their accumulation special, where you can get started for as little as $100 a month. $100 a month. They're not going to twist your arm and put you in a headlock. They're going to give you the information that you'll need to make what could be a great financial decision for you and your family. $100 a month. You just put it away. You have gold. They'll send you those pieces so they can even keep them for you if you want. But you have physical gold. That's a way you can have something in case something goes wrong. Uh, Goldline, it's been a very good investment for me, but I don't buy it for that, and you have to buy it for your own reasons. Please, you're smart enough. Do your own homework, and don't make Goldline the only people you call. Make, In fact, make them the last people you call because I know you'll see the difference with Goldline. These are the people I've trusted for almost 20 years, I think. Uh, 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE. can't believe it's been that long. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. <clears throat> All right, so Zach. Uh, we're talking to Zach Voorhees. He is a Google whistleblower, uh, former senior software developer at uh, Google. And I, I want to talk about the AI project, uh, DeepMind, who you say now Google is partnering with China on. Please tell me that's not true. Um, well, I mean, China, Google's got its offices in China. Uh, China has a, um, a policy, a principle of civil military fusion which was uh, started in 2017, which China gets access uh, with its civilian infrastructure and is able to fuse it with its military apparatus. Um, and one of the um, founding principal uh, engineers, uh, Fei-Fei Li, whose work with Google is opening up a, um, a has, has been opening up a lab in China. And so there's these people that are connected with China very strongly uh, with, between Google and China that are opening up this, uh, this new lab. Uh, Google's got, uh, China's got access to Google's uh, infrastructure because, you know, their AI technology has no borders, um, according to them. And so um, the question that Peter Thiel, uh, opinion in his New York Times op-ed, Ask the question: Is Google committing treason by allowing Google by allowing China to have access to this information? And I think that it's an important question that we need to you know start asking: Is how much access does China have to this very important intellectual property? So what do you what do you say to the treason question? Why would they? Why should you consider that they might be committing treason? What do they have access to? Right. So Google's DeepMind is a really incredible project. Um, you might have heard a few years ago about how there was a new type of AI that was able to trounce every single chess player out in the world. And then it was able to be retooled and it beat the best Go champion in the world. Yes. Um, what DeepMind is, is a general transferable intelligence. So when someone makes a machine learning intelligence program, um, it's usually trained on to just one 
problem, let's say chess or let's say checkers. But a transferable AI is able to take the intelligence that is grown towards a specific problem set and then transfer to a related problem set. So they, this they, uh, this know, this would also be called AGI, uh, artificial general intelligence. General intelligence, yes. Oh boy. So this is what we're building is we're building an artificial general intelligence. And that general intelligence will be, you know, uh, adept at many different tasks, possibly the entire spectrum of human tasks that people do today could be done by this one machine. And it has as its access all of the public information, you know, on the Internet, plus all of the hidden information that Google has stored in its data servers. Think of the public think of the public internet plus the library of Alexandria. You start to get, you know, an idea of the wealth of information that this AI now has access to. So, Zach, so, it's my, it's my understanding when you hit AGI, if you can, if if ASI super intelligence is possible, it will come from AGI having access to the internet and all of the information that that's that's when things get dicey um i mean i've i've read about the studies where they try to keep agi in a box and you know try to convince me to let it out of that box to get on the internet uh and it always fails we're starting with deep mind on the internet i mean deep mind gets as its access you know read access to the all the information that's on the internet. Wow. Right. Because for these AIs, you need to train them with something. Right. So in order to train them, you know, first you use curated data, like a collection of faces or a collection, you know, sure. articles. Uh, but then as it gets more intelligent, you widen the, the data that you're allowed to push into this intelligence network. Okay, so um, the Chinese government then, the military, has access to all of the information in America. Yes, because Google doesn't have borders on its technology. Uh, you know, the technology, um, you know, its, its base of operations in China has the same access that, you know, someone in the U.K. or a Google lab in the U.K. or a Google lab in you know, the United States does. And so, you know, and this is what Google has said themselves is that, you know, this technology about AI is borderless, quote unquote. So does it go the other way? Do we have access to all the information that Google has in China? That is unknown. And I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I assume that because of the Great Wall of China, yeah, you know, there is certain information that the rest of Google may not be privy to but i don't i don't i can't speak more on that so how far uh, how far away are we i mean this is one of the reasons why 5g cannot be in the west from a a chinese company um because the chinese companies will have access to all of our information and they'll also have control to shut information off should they choose um, is that just is that horse already out of the out of the barn? We'll continue with uh, the whistleblower from Google 
um, in uh, just a minute. His name is Zach Voorhees. Zach Voorhees. Um, more in just a second. program it's a free country at least for the moment and uh, when it comes to your sleep quality you can do whatever you please so you know go ahead sleep on the bag of rocks some more i think i've cracked the code to sleep i really do i really do one of the secrets is my pillow i love my pillow Right now, you can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers, including their buy one, get one free offer. Get one pillow and get the other one free with the promo code BECK. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And, and if you also uh, order a copy of Mike Lindell's new book, your entire order is going to ship for free. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including buy one pillow, get the next one free. Enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117. For great radio specials, it's MyPillow.com, promo code back. Go to blazetv.com, use the promo code Glenn, and you will get 10 bucks off. We're going to have a big thing on, the, on what's going on in Ukraine this week. Don't miss it. 5 p.m. Eastern. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We have Zach Voorhees on. He is a Google whistleblower, former Google senior software developer. Uh, Zach, I know that uh, DeepMind has said that they haven't moved their uh, operations to China. But does that even matter if they have access to the DeepMind information and the Google information? Yeah, that's right. You know. If access to this information is transferred, you know, the Chinese military can get a copy of it. Right. And we need to audit this thing because, you know, DeepMind is likely the most advanced AI system on the planet. And China is a rival to the United States. And according to their 2017 mandate, um, any of the civilian, you know, projects need to be shared with the People's Liberation Army of China. Doesn't this bother the people at Google that they are in bed with such an oppressive state? They they all say they're for social justice. Good heavens, what what about the justice in China? You know, it's interesting because you know Google has made a really big stink about working with the Pentagon and. You know, there was a project started called Project Maven and Project um, Jedi. And this was going to be an AI collaboration with the Pentagon. And the information about that project kept on being leaked to the public and to Reuters and through a bunch of different news agencies. And what happened was an employee brigade started to form to resist Project Maven. And 
It was this brigade that gave Google the excuse to be able to cancel their project with the Pentagon. Now, what's really funny is that no one has ever started a brigade about stopping Google's um, military cooperation with China. It hasn't even been brought up. And so I find it very troubling that while the employees are willing to, you know, protest military cooperation with the Pentagon, that there isn't such a thing with the Chinese military. So when I talk to my friends, Zach, and I say I was just over to a friend's house and uh, they had Google Home uh, or Alexa, I can't remember. Um, and they said they walked in the door and they said lights turns on the lights. Um, they have Google Nest. They had I mean, it was a Google Home. It was a Google Home. And I said, mm-hmm. are you out of your mind and they said, oh, Glenn. And I said, no, 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 oh, Glenn. They have all your information. And people don't understand. Can you please explain why giving them that kind of access to your house is a bad idea, if indeed you think it is? I would feel a lot better about it if the United States had this information on other citizens in other countries. Um, you know, there is a saying in Silicon Valley, which is, if the product is free, you are the, are the product. product. Yeah. And so, you know, what's happening, I believe, is that Google is selling your data to intelligence communities around the world. And why would they want it? States. Why would they want it? Because why, why would Google want it? No, why, why would the intelligence agencies want it? Um, because it gives them power. Uh, intelligence is the most valuable form of military power, um, which is why deception is used uh, in all forms of warfare. Mm-hmm. And so having information on, and the buying habits of every single American on U.S. soil is very valuable if you're the manufacturing powerhouse of the world. So I asked Tim Poole this question um and I haven't heard back from him yet. I asked him this weekend, um, why why don't we just pass a law that makes our information our information? You can't sell my information. You collect it. I can sell it to you, but you don't. You can't keep it. You can't have it. Is that a possible solution for all of this or not? Right. It needs to happen because you know when you go on a plane you get an 80-page end-user license agreement just to use the Internet. Right. And the reason why they have this huge license agreement is because they're selling your data. You know, and there needs to be a way that the United States treats your personal information as a piece of property. Correct. You have the right to, and that, you know, companies can't be trading on the open market. Um all the psychometric information, um, you know, your race, your gender, your location, how many kids you have, you know, what are your vulnerabilities? You know, what time do you go to bed? What time do you wake up? You know, what, where do you go to work? You know, all these, you know, all, all these little bits of data get fused back in these huge data centers and they create these, you know, um, if not explicit profiles, also shadow profiles. Mm-hmm. And, People have been talking about this where, 
you know, they found their data on Facebook and Facebook already knew who they were. And then when they, when they, you know, signed up all of a sudden it recommended all these people that they knew in real life. Why? Because Facebook has created a, a profile of you, regardless of whether you've created a, you know, an account with them. Um, and this happens within Google and this happens with companies like Palantir. You know, there's, there's multiple companies out there that are collecting all this information that's available to purchase and to scrape. And they're creating profiles of every single person in the United States. Now, here's why it's dangerous, Glenn. Okay, that data gets sold to the Chinese military. Let's say you start talking about forced organ harvesting, and this displeases China. Well, now they know exactly where you are, who your friends are, and how they can target you. And the United States does not have the same information on Chinese nationals living within China. So they can take out our assets in the United States at will, and the United States has no ability to retaliate. And you have no, you have no idea that it's even coming from China. You could start to have things released about you um, that are true or not true, and it could could be just because you're outspoken against you know Chinese human rights policies, and you're taken out with your credibility by the Chinese, and nobody knows that. Is that yeah. one of the fears that you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, it could be a targeted assassination or it could be assassination of your reputation. Correct. Through one of these news organizations that, um, you know, takes money from, you know, other governments around the world. Zach, um, I appreciate your honesty and I appreciate um, your willingness to uh, to be a lightning rod on this. I, I hope that people begin to pay attention soon and hope to have you on again. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Glenn. You bet. Zach Voorhees, Google whistleblower. It's amazing stuff. And then people just don't realize how much this is already in their lives. Uh, wait until I give you the. I have to wait until tomorrow. I've got some stories tomorrow that uh, I've got to get to. Here's the thing, though. I really like just saying something and then the music starts playing. That's the thing. I kinda, what? I, like when I'm in my kitchen and I just want to say... Hey Alexa. Oh, I know. You know, play. You know, I for really, you, Lady Gaga. I really, and, want. Uh, and it just starts <laughs> blasted in the kitchen, right? And then that's uh, it's a lot easier than yeah. having to like press a button, yeah, or, oh, or I know. click something. I know. It's just saying it. I am such. Uh, I love new technology. Yeah, and I just can't go there. I that's just can't do it because you usually talk a big game and then carry your ipad around everywhere you go yes right like that's right, you right and we all are that way in some at yeah, some yeah, level yeah, yeah. i i feel the same i see the same dangers in the things you're talking about but i do i yeah. have these things all over my house oh yes i do yeah um but i think uh i'm reminding myself we need to get back to the real story today which is glenn beck at a lady gaga Can concert st- now i think the people need to know what actually occurred number one was it you on stage with lady gaga falling off Number two, how many songs did you sing along to? Uh, <clears throat> what was okay, this experience so, so here's like? the thing. I'm a huge fan of Lady Gaga because I think she, her talent, her bravery, her creativity 
is off the charts. I don't necessarily agree with everything she agrees with. Uh, no, just you know, not even close. Just not even close. But you are, you do have this weird artsy side that people don't necessarily yeah. uncover if they only see clips of you on YouTube. Like, yeah. You know, so you, a lot of people were surprised, I guess, that I went there. But yes. uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of her bravery on what she has done. Uh, and I like her, I think, as a person, although I'm confused after going to the concert. I don't know who she is. I don't know who she is because she plays she's playing a role when she's Lady Gaga. And so I don't know what's real and what's her. And it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was disappointed by the concert, and mainly because the production was weird. She, like, spent time talking to this, you know, animated robot thing <laughs> on stage. It was weird. It was just a weird concert. Mm-hmm. Who would have thunk? Yeah, it? I know. That's yeah, shocking. but she was, but she was really good. I mean, she was. It was amazing. Her voice quality was amazing. Anyway, um, at one point, and you might have seen this. This is the concert that I was at where she fell off the stage. And what people don't know is this guy. Um, it kind of sounded almost like it was he was post suicidal and had uh, been brought through it by Lady Gaga. And he threw this letter up on stage, and she reads it you know, cold. And, uh, he says, I'm from England and you saved my life. And it was a really nice letter. Um, and he said, I just want to give you a hug. And so, uh, she says, come up on stage. And they're on this little round stage. That's maybe eight, 10 feet across max. And there's a piano on it. And, uh, so she comes up He and she says, give me a hug. And, well, he does. He gives her a bear hug, and then he lifts her up. And then he starts jumping up and down with her. And I'm the whole crowd is like, oh, this is not going to end well. And uh, so she wraps her legs around him, and he's jumping. And as he jumps, one of his, one of his uh, feet miss the stage, and they go down. And they hit the stage hard, and then they fall, roll off the stage, and hit the cement six foot drop hit the cement hard uh and it it was quite amazing and then what was incredible that i liked is the way she handled this for a long time maybe two minutes three minutes she didn't say there was nothing music stopped nothing was going on and only half the crowd could see because of the piano only half the crowd could see what was going on but she was on the ground with this guy and apparently um, just there for a while. And uh, security was, was starts in to help her up. She's like, no, 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 I'm fine. And you're hearing just this scramble. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then she starts talking to him and she's like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And she's talking to him, not, you know, not to the crowd, to him. And she's like, it's not your fault. Stop it. No, it's okay. I'm okay. Are you okay? Good. It takes two to tango. We just, we both did this. This isn't your fault. And it was such an amazing thing to hear her immediately comfort him. And then she got back up on the stage and uh, shook it off to a point where it. you're like, wow, she must have landed on people or something because... Right. She didn't look like she was hurt at all. Um, And she's like, he won't come up on stage. He's really upset. He thinks this is his fault. Come up here. And uh, then she turns to the crowd and she said, if anybody is mean to him or blames him for this, uh, you'll have me to deal with. 
And she finally gets him back up on stage. She hugs him and she says, sit down. He sits next to her at the piano and she sings a song to him. And he's singing it, you know, with her off the side. And it was an amazing moment of kindness, which was so weird and upside down from the rest of her show, because the rest of her show (laughs) was this act of this thing that was, it was just weird. And it, it wasn't necessarily kind all the time. Uh, and so it was, it, it was nice. It was a real moment that is kind of why I like her. You know, I think she was bullied. I know she was. She was bullied as a kid. She's in a massive amount of pain all the time. Uh, and uh, she treats people uh, and encourages people to be different and don't listen to what everybody says. And I like that about her. Did you sing along with Baby I Was Born This Way? <clears throat> I want to know if you... Can I say that I also the next day went to see Donnie and Marie? <laughs> Are you trying to prove a point? What do you... No, I, mm-hmm. yeah, that I'm psychotic, maybe. <laughs> uh, and I didn't know what to expect from that. They only have 17 shows left. And if you're anywhere near, you have to see. This will be the last time Don and Marie ever performed together. 11 years running. It's amazing. See it. It's really good. If you want to see Lady Gaga, see the American Standards concert. I think that's the one I should have gone to. Uh, Okay, most people um, are natural-born experimenters. Uh, David from Pennsylvania. Let's talk about him for a minute. He was uh, suffering from regular pain, uh, both his foot and his uh, shoulder, and he heard about Relief Factor, and he's an early adopter, so he started taking, gave it a shot. Pain went away really shortly. So he's like, well, maybe I just feel better. So he stopped taking it. The pain came back. He's, he's on Relief Factor. He learned his lesson. I'm on Relief Factor. David found massive relief. I have, and so have thousands of Americans. Works for 70 people, 70% of the people who take it. Drug-free, natural ray to relieve your pain. It's relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. <laughs> All right, we're uh, we're doing a couple things uh, this week on the TV show at five o'clock. We are going through uh, the chalkboard on the impeachment of Donald Trump. All this week, we're getting ready for another special, a new chapter in the chalkboard. Uh, we're going to be doing a special. I think it's a week from Wednesday, uh, and uh, there's a lot of new information there. But we delve into each of those pieces so you know the characters and what we're talking about all this week at 5 o'clock on Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. <laughs> 